1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. 877-881-1053. If you want to get involved in the conversation on the truckrec.com text line. Also want to hear from the Twolos, from the YouTubers. Get involved in the conversation today. Now, we're going to start with, let's go with cut number eight.
0: Goff
2: looking now I-, I wanted to throw that game out there is because i I understand like the main focus for a lot of this stuff was the chiefs and the bills for a divisional round as it should be. that game was awesome. but that Detroit game I thought was pretty entertaining as well. in fact, I felt like can we logically agree that Three of the four games were entertaining, perhaps with the exception of Ravens-Texans.
3: Oh, that was still entertaining.
2: I found it entertaining as well. Yeah,
3: it was still entertaining. It was a tough early, a tough first half, and then you saw Baltimore turn it on. So that was like the, whoa, hold on. And uh, did you, you got the speech somewhere, Kevin. I'm sure you got the Lamar Jackson speech in there somewhere. Uh, where he cussed out, out everybody in his locker. It's room. just a
2: giant beef. Uh, but but the, that's all you can hear. But
3: that, like, I thought that was—I thought the whole weekend was entertaining, man. Yeah, like every single one of the games was. Re- and I think Mike has a really interesting point of they all looked like, and you could see physically, all of them looked like big boy teams, and they played that way. I personally think that Baker Mayfield uh, threw a little too hard on some passes when he didn't need to, and that was some problems. But he's got, he's got to learn a little more about touch sometimes. But, uh, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was a great weekend of football. I
2: don't know how much more we'll talk about Baker Mayfield, so I did just want to throw this out there. When he's like, I mean, I hope I get to come back, I do kind of sit there and I'm like, I mean, that makes sense, like, that he would get another shot at this.
0: It's just a matter of if you're Tampa Bay talking about this is, is Baker Mayfield good enough to win the NFC <laughs> and to give you a chance to win the Super Bowl? I think that's an easy answer. But you don't have to answer it that way. If you're okay with, hey, I think he's good enough to win 10 games, maybe a few more, and win the division, and then we'll probably lose. Like, he's not good enough to win two or three playoff games in a row. But, you know, I mean, we're here in Dallas. Like, that's there's different standards. The standard of the Dallas Cowboys is Baker Mayfield's standard. And I don't imagine he would cost – Anywhere near no, as much. And that's why I'd rather have Baker Mayfield. I don't think there's a difference come playoff time between him and Dak, and he's going to give you a twenty to twenty five million dollar less per year contract. Uh, but watching the game like Corey said, whether it was even Houston and Baltimore at halftime, that's the first game. And you're like, this is a different sport. The Cowboys don't play this sport. The Cowboys play some sort of track meet, you know, finesse, pretty boy football. Got down in the trenches, and you're punch like, you in the face. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not playoff football. So when you watch whatever game you watch, even Houston, they obviously got ran out of the game uh, as the game progressed, and it was a it was a wake up call a little bit for Houston. They're a building young team, aren't they? Are they the youngest team? Or yes, green, they're the youngest. Yeah, I team think Green, in, Bay, green is, Bay is. Green Bay is right, Houston's but they're very young. young team. Is all right. Let's see if they take the lesson of great job beating Cleveland, very physical team. Then you had to do it again the next week. And then you'd have to do it again the next week. There's a man part of professional football, and it usually happens in the playoffs. All right, can we build a team of men? Or you can build a team of boys and still make the playoffs. And so I just watching all of those games going, wow, this is a different sport than the Cowboys play.
3: The I, I will say also with Tampa – they do have a lot of remnants of that championship team on on the defensive side of the ball, so that keeps them in tight games, right? Yeah. The, you know, and Baker Mayfield, while he has everything, every chip on his shoulder, dude, like you could put all the chips Frito-Lay has to put on his shoulder, and then he'd be like, yes, all of them, bring them. Uh, he, and he has every reason to be motivated, too, to play at his best. And Kevin... Motivating factor for him, contract season, yep. revenge. He's actually looking for revenge on the whole league. Yep. Uh, so, like that does exist with him, and I do wonder if he ever settles in somewhere. How he'll respond to that, but that's a that's a that is a good defense with a an inspired quarterback at the at the moment. So there's a lo, there's a lot of a lot of good out of all four of the games, though. I'm going to
2: throw this out there because I think this might have ended up being the most impactful play just because of when it happened. But I want y'all to ponder, like, was there a particular play across all the games that you thought this was the best play is let's fire off cut number 10, because I I wasn't rooting for one team or another, but I was rooting for this field goal to go in for dramatic purposes. Tyler Bass will try a 44
0: yard field goal to tie. The snap is good. The ball put down the kick is up and no good wide right wide right. The Bills kicker missed a field goal. Wide right. Jubilation for the Chiefs sideline. One forty-three to go. Bass missing wide right from 44.
2: It was probably about, I don't know. One... That's the best
0: call. Yeah, that, that is. Like
2: Kevin Harlan's the best. He's the best at everything. I agree with you on that. It was maybe one third of a second where it looked like it was going to be online. And then it took this dramatic, I forgot this was my exit turn and it wasn't even close, right? That's what it felt like. It was like, oh, my God, this is my exit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> that ball turned.
0: Yeah. yeah, you would have thought.
3: Like, and don't do that, by the way. No. Just go to the next exit, y'all. No. No. Go to the next exit. It's safer that way Agreed. for everybody on the Agreed. road. Agreed. Back to you, Mike.
0: Yeah. It just it stunk that that game ended that way because Mahomes and, and Josh Allen were playing such great, fun football, and uh, I <sighs> didn't even know character Kevin Harlan was calling that game because obviously I'm watching on television, but there was at one point I told my wife, these teams have no regard for human life. And I'm using Kevin Harlan's take because I'm like, they are trying to kill each other. Yeah, They literally, all these players are like, if I die making this tackle, I die. And the person trying to catch the ball, a lot of times, like I'm going to try to catch this ball. And if I die, I die. And I'm sorry, I don't know their names. The little white guy for Buffalo might've died on one of the plays. He but, did not. He lived. But that's, that was so fun to watch. You're watching two of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation. To me, I compare it to somewhat Manning Brady just about a decade ago. And then you're watching the other guys on the team. When they hand the ball off, the person running the ball was like, if I die, I die. I'm going to go at this hole as hard as I can, and the person trying to make the tackle, like if I die, I die. But I'm going into this hole as hard as I can, and so you're just watching real men play football. I, I don't know. The Cowboys are probably vacationing, and I get it. Like they we don't, don't want to keep watch going football. Back to the
2: Cowboys, though. Kinda, I, I hear ya. you. You
0: kind of do just because if you uh, when when we fake talk about the Cowboys actually trying to do something this off season and fake talk about them at training camp. Do they want to put their life on the line like a lot of those guys did this weekend playing football? The answer is no.
3: The the play for me, Kevin, let's go cut seven on this one. This was my play.
0: Second and two. Gibbs. Good move in the open field. Gibbs accelerates. Gibbs to the end zone. He's in for the touchdown.
3: He blew that wide open. Right. And it was tough. Like, he – he makes the cut, and Winfield's like, oh, crap, I don't know what to do, and the space is just there. He had one guy to beat. He had one dude to beat, and he's he said, here's the move. I'm going to the end zone. Then when he turns around, and go back and watch this play if you can, when he gets into the end zone, Winfield tried to, like, you know, push him and, and whatnot. He turns around, and he's in Winfield's uh, face and the referee runs up to him and says something. And it's probably along the lines of, you're going to get a flag if you try to taunt him. So you might want to like just look at the fans right now. But that moment right there, that was the, hey, we just put it on you. Can you respond? And Tampa had an opportunity to respond. Now, the dagger was St. Brown's touchdown. That was the dagger yeah. in that game, and it needed to be. That big run right there, that was the, hey, do you have enough to come back? I do have a question, though. I, I wanted to ask you guys. Is... Oh, 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 the only song that exists. Is Seven Nation Army the only song that exists in football stadiums? Because everybody was chanting that at the Lions game and at the Bills stadium. And I was like, is there, there's got to be something else that can fire us. Let's start our own chants up here. Let's not, we don't we won't have to copy everybody else. Isn't there a base, is it the Braves? Is Who else does that in baseball, too? Well, I know they do that. Baltimore. I don't, I don't remember. Job. But yeah, that exists. Get rid of it. Let's, not everybody has to do that one.
0: But yeah. I think in Wisconsin, do they do jump around? Is jump that around the yes. Wisconsin, yeah. You know, yes. that's that's a, a cool one. but I think that's going into the fourth quarter. maybe it is for kickoffs now, but I feel like that's going in the fourth quarter, which is a really uh cool scene. I do have a play okay, that I thought, wow, this separates them, and that is cut number five and the 49ers. Oh yeah. McCaffrey. McCaffrey scores! 49ers in front. And I know that's a quick one. It was the one where he ran for 50 yards, approximately. I'm yeah. sorry, I, I don't know uh, exactly how long. But he hits the hole hard. It looks like two people have a good angle on him to to keep it to about an 8 to 12-yard run. But he kind of uh, gives stiff arm, sidestep, and then takes off again at full speed, and nobody could catch him. And I just thought to myself, wow. And yeah, I they- thought to myself... I need to go back and check all the second down runs that they had and see <laughs> how stupid those were that they hand the – Is it matter who it is? Yes. Are you okay? If it's McCaffrey, yes. you like, I don't care it's second and 10. I don't care that I, it's – That's probably where first I'm First and 15. We're handing the ball off to McCaffrey. So I just was wondering through the kind of it's stupid to hand the ball off on second down, especially long. I get it. Second and three, no problem. But second and 10, second and seven – is it dumb to hand the ball off? Maybe you're saying with Pollard, it is.
2: With McCaffrey, I'm taking yeah. my chances. He scored a touchdown in every single one of his playoff games, had at least 100 yards from scrimmage in every single one of his playoff games. So he, he shows up for these games.
3: You like McCaffrey? Unfortunately,
2: I do. I wish he was on our team.
3: Or we're still on Carolina where he didn't matter. Sure. That That'd would be awesome. That would be great.
2: That would be great. Now, I had a question about... Manning, or excuse me, about Allen and Mahomes, when we talk about the Manning and the Brady, are we to the point where it's going to lose luster because Josh Allen doesn't win these playoff games? Because Manning won Peyton Manning, that is, won more playoff games against Tom Brady than the other way around. Manning won three, Brady won two.
0: Wow, I didn't know they only matched up. Yes. I thought they matched up more. It
2: felt like it was a million times, right? Because they also played in the regular season a whole ton where Tom Brady has a major advantage. But it wasn't until game three where Peyton Manning won one of the playoff games. So are are we to the point now where it's incredible, but you're like, but I know what's going to happen. Kansas City is going to win by about three points.
0: Yeah. Um, A little bit right now. It just seems like Patrick Mahomes has that Michael Jordan thing. Now, I know he's not perfect in the playoffs. He's not perfect in the Super Bowl. He's already lost one, and this will be his sixth in a row. His, he's six for six, making it to the championship game. And obviously, he's three and two in that situation. He has not been perfect. He lost to Tom Brady on a coin flip, and they had a coin flip against Joe Burrow, and he didn't get it done. They actually won the coin flip, and he threw a pick, I believe, which set up cincinnati to go to the super bowl i i don't know if it's going to lose its luster but i will say this the afc quarterback class is so much better that next we have lamar jackson versus patrick mahomes sure. sunday at two or three o'clock and then you also have joe burrow coming back so i feel like there's a four pack of guys over there that and really awesome. it's a three it, i guess it's a three pack versus patrick mahomes so every time Patrick Mahomes plays Burrow or Allen or Lamar Jackson, you feel like you're getting something really special. Where on the NFC side, nothing against Brock Purdy, uh, nothing against let's say Jordan Love or Jared Goff. You know, like they, or it Baker just Mayfield. it doesn't have yeah, it just doesn't have the same deal. Like the, it's not a quarterback situation in the NFC. I don't think
2: those four match up at all. In fact, it is a good good thing that Brock Purdy made that comeback, or else. People are dying to tear him down, but as long as they keep winning, then they're like, oh, we "Can't."
3: I well, I mean, him. people are dying to tear down every every that's, one of these quarterbacks. That's probably just true. you know the ones that win. You can't.
0: Heck, I didn't even mention maybe next year, C.J. Stroud. It's a five pack. Could,
3: Could be the, or,
0: absolutely or a six pack if my guy ever gets better coaching. It's Trevor Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not well, his fault. He needs to get and, a little better. Too. And that could be a does. factor in this, At least too. I'm honest about a guy and say he has to get better. The DAC people are so stupid. Like, the All right, Mike, I got it! Nothing could happen.
3: He couldn't have won. I know like, you're he... talking about the two, the two good guys, you know, facing off against each other, but Mike has a really good point there, is that as long as Josh Allen beats a couple of those guys along the way, that continues to go that way. Yeah. I, I'll be excited to see them, but I understand what you're saying. I did have a moment last night where, as they were driving, I was like, ah, this is gonna end. it's going to end poorly. And so, while I love the whole game.
2: Well, hold on. When the they end, lined up for the field goal, you're like, they're screwed.
3: Oh, absolutely. I was like, this is going to be the worst right here. But yeah. I, I was excited about the whole game. I enjoyed it all. But then there was that moment where I was like, "Dang, Mahomes does it again!" You know, he, he the, and he just got out, got away with it because they didn't, they didn't score, so yeah. he gets away with it. Yeah, so. he's
0: doing it. He's last year and this year, he's doing it with. I, I hate saying this, he's doing it with arguably the worst receiving core you can have in the NFL. Are you going to give some credit Rushy to Valdez Rush? Scantling? Oh, yeah, that was a good catch. He that, that was he played way better. He than was a he has really been. good catch. He had his Michael Gallup game. Give him, give him,
3: Jerry would give not him four wrong.
0: years for 80 million.
2: He's not
3: wrong. He, that, that dude has, he is so inconsistent as a receiver. I,
2: I, I realize I'm, I'm, I swear, I'm seriously asking this. And you got to I mean,
3: give Kelsey a lot of credit too, for stepping up in the, in this game too, with two was, touchdowns. He was very good. The big heart with both hands to Taylor. That I don't care about as much. I do.
2: Is, is there any, even a tiny part of you that thinks Patrick Mahomes was hoping they would make that field goal so he could go do his thing? I realized so he could have a game winning drive. Yes. I 100% wanted that
0: field goal to go in. So he could just be like those both, let's both do ways, it. right? That's what you want to see. Yeah. You don't you don't want to see at the end of a game a guy. Get, I'm going to basketball. If you're watching playoff basketball, you don't want to see a guy miss a free throw in the game end because it became a free throw contest. Yeah. You want to see that guy make a basket to tie it or take the lead. So then the other superstar guy has to go down and make a play to try to win the game.
2: We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, Lamar Jackson was incredible over the weekend. Has he shut the haters up? Or is there at least one more win to go? Let's talk about it next right here on The Fan.
3: Lamar, he'll hold it himself, runs to the left. He's to the five. Lamar's in. Touchdown, Ravens. They're going to have a championship game in Baltimore.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to
2: light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours
3: You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Because the
2: haze of the barn. KNC Masterpiece back here on 1053, the fans. Serious question. What? <laughs> Why do you say like it's that? Is this about the moon? No, it's not about the moon. That's what we were talking about off air. Nobody heard that except for the people in this building. Has Lamar shut the haters up? whereas there's still at least one more win to go. Like, clearly, if he if they win the Super Bowl or if he's a Super Bowl MVP, then everyone be like, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's two more to shut up the haters, if that's okay. what you're asking. It's kind of like, look, we've seen it here. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't shut up the haters until he won it all in 2011. Right. Then it was like, okay, that's it. The whole narrative changed the rest of his career. It was later in his career than it is with Lamar Jackson. Um but i would say he has to win it all if you want if you want kevin nobody to really say anything more about lamar jackson than he's a great quarterback like you have to start off with he's a great quarterback yeah. you can say he uniquely plays the position sure. different than than the than what we're used to and there's not many people that can do it his way so you don't really want to create that position in a lamar jackson way because That guy comes along, it seems like, once every about 15 years. Yeah. Michael Vick was the last one in 01, and then in 2018, Lamar Jackson came about. And it doesn't look like there's been a guy since that kind of plays the game at that speed that he plays the game at with his feet. So, uh, I would say yes to win it all. Okay. uh, For the ultimate shut up, because we heard it when Dirk went to the NBA Finals and lost up 2-0. That that actually extended it more. That actually made it worse for him.
2: This just felt like a game that I I know the Ravens had to win, but he had to win for narrative purposes, or else he
3: would be it'd be done. And I I I do want to have a discussion about this real quick. Okay, narrative because a lot of people use that word and to act like there's a story out there that's not true. A lot of times, the narrative isn't the story. Like sure. that's the story that exists, and it can be changed. Uh, a player can do can do a lot of different things to change whatever story has existed in the past. That's why you always hear it's not it's not done yet. The book's not done. It's just part of the chapter. So when it comes to narrative, I think going into the game, you heard pregame. Hey, man, he's very he's he hasn't played in a, a bit now. He hasn't played football in a, what, was it two and a half weeks. He wants to get out there. He want. He understands what he gets to prove when he gets out there, and I think at halftime, whenever he gave his in, impassioned all bleep speech, we uh, can just play a long bleep if you want. That that it, it was that was definitely part of it. Did he go out there and throw for four hundred yards and four touchdowns? Okay. No. He but he owned. He did the, have four touch? He owned the game, uh, and yes, he did he owned the game and Kevin that's where the bill polians that said he couldn't play quarterback didn't take into account how much he affects the game in so many different ways so i don't think he shut anybody up i, I really uh, there're still people that are like well prove it at the next level prove it at the next level that's going to that's definitely going to happen but he's giving people the other part of the story now where if he does it Everybody who said that a guy like that can't be special in this league is wrong. Yeah. And so that's, that's where I, I stand on that is I'm really pulling for him to show that there is a different path whenever it comes to the position that it can be played a certain way. Because some people believe you can only play it one way. Okay. And I
2: totally understand y'all's point about, hey, go win the Super Bowl. I, I get that for sure. I would hope that there could be some common ground along the way from the 214. Why? Because Lamar is now 2-4 and four in playoff games. It's 2-3. and three. He still didn't put up a stellar uh, line throwing the ball. Who cares? The point of your quarterback is to move the ball down the field. In this game, he had six incompletions and four touchdowns. That, that's amazing. He's the first quarterback in playoff history to have four touchdowns, 100 rushing yards, and zero interceptions. If you look at the game on Saturday, if you still don't think Lamar Jackson is good or great or whatever, okay, fine. But if you didn't think he was excellent on Saturday, I, I don't know what to talk about from that perspective. If you don't look at his game on Saturday and be like, wow, he was really good. I, I don't know how to. Well, happens. then
0: why, you don't have discussions with those people. You they're, just move on to life. They're stupid people. Uh, like, hey, I don't know what to tell you. It'd be like, Shaq's not good because he can't shoot a basketball. All right. Well, he still gets 35 and 20 rebounds, it feels like, in all of these playoff yeah. games. So, like, if, if they. You can always knock somebody for something. Now, the tough thing is, Corey, he is going up against right now, it looks like Michael Jordan of football. It does. So that he just might. Patrick Mahomes just might do, like, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley. I know Hakeem got his two when when he retired. Like, it just might be a part of the era of football. I know Tom Brady beat him, but, like, it just might be an era of football. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised at this point if Patrick Mahomes wins with a lesser team because he looks like Michael Jordan of football.
3: The, to go along with what Mike said prior to that, Kevin, about arguing, uh, what do we say about arguing with idiots? This is from Letterkenny. They'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. Never forget that, all right? Yeah. The, but and, and that is, I really like this matchup a ton now. I like it even more now because of what Mike just said about the Michael Jordan of football. This is a dude that whenever it comes to the biggest moments, he thrives on it. He lives for it. He can't wait for it. That's Patrick Mahomes. He loves, he trains for those moments, and he he lives up to it. For the most part, the dude absolutely does Hell, the Super Bowl he lost to Tom Brady, the he he was everything on that field. He was laying down sideways, making right. passes, and his team God, let him down. That on was that. amazing. So like th- th- this is a an, uh, an, um, this is a fantastic matchup for Lamar Jackson to say, "I got over that hump too." Now, does he lean on his on his defense? The whole team leans on each other, man. That defense, that defense is amazing. Ass. John Harbaugh has is coaching. And has probably the best front office when it comes to building a football team that you could possibly find. He has it all put in place. Harbaugh's done an amazing job of keeping it all in line as they've gone along. But this this matchup right here, this could be another like feather in the cap along the way. Then he's got an even an even more serious matchup sure. if it turns out to be San Francisco.
2: You know, it's re- and it's really funny too because I feel like point spread. I, I realize why the point spread's there, but I feel like a point spread doesn't always necessarily dictate, like, what other people generally think is going to happen. Because I realize, going into this game, Baltimore is the
3: favorite. But doesn't it— f- What was the point spread again? Do you remember? Uh, I think it's down to two and a half now. Oh, okay. I okay. Saw okay. This, as- no, I'm sorry, what was the Houston game? Do you uh, remember what it was?
2: Nine and a half?
3: All right, interesting. It was pretty okay. big. All right.
2: So now they're, like, two and a half to three and a half point favorites over the Chiefs. But doesn't it feel like going into this game that you expect the Chiefs to win? Just because, like, they're always here. They usually figure out a way to get it done. And this is the first time the Ravens have ever hosted an AFC championship game. You have to go all the way back to the Baltimore Colts in 1970, the last time Baltimore hosted an AFC championship game. So it just feels like the Chiefs make sense to win this game, even though the Ravens are the favorite.
3: Yeah, it does, because that's what the Chiefs do. They just they get to these games and then turn out the way that they do. It's, do they find, oh, there's Travis Kelsey again, and then some big play downfield that Mahomes makes, and then their defense has actually been pretty good this year. Like it's, Mahomes their is undefeated has done a good in job. his
0: career now in road games in the playoffs. That is so- true. Fact: We're going to say that deck has more playoff wins on the road. Now, Patrick Mahomes has never lost a road playoff.
3: One and oh, baby. It'll go for two and zero this weekend. I do. I I am kind of curious how people will assess. Here, here's here's the next phase of this for Lamar Jackson because people won't just shut up, right? Sure. If he wins it all, okay. He wins it all. All right. You but a, so? but he, I do because
0: I'm comparing it to Dirk.
3: But he never wins again. So Dirk's Dirk's in the he top had, 25. He's in the conversation. Right. He's at he's at the 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 what is it? The imaginary basketball game of all the, the of best the, 24 players of all time. He's, he's there. In the but he's not number five. Right, He's not sure. number one. For sure. And and Lamar Jackson, people will still be like, yeah, I mean, he won that one Super Bowl, and that Look, was great and Troy everything. Troy Aikman and,
0: won three, and we have to defend Troy Aikman all the time. My buddy, I love him. That's true. Brian Dries, former Rangers pitcher, 49ers fan. Like, he will tell you that anybody want to win those – I worked with Kavanaugh. I love Jeff. Jeff Kavanaugh doesn't believe Dirk. I mean, doesn't believe that Troy Aikman was a great quarterback. He believes that that was just a team that any human being could have taken and won a Super Bowl Trent with. So, for one, of, one,
3: I mean, one, there'll right? always yes. be
0: haters, but like, I don't want to listen to that. Just, it's not fun to have conversations with people that are just going to be like, "Well, wait, he won it all. Well, he won it because his defense was great. He won it because his offensive line. All right, well, name me the guy, and really the closest I can ever come up with is Patrick Mahomes last year. Name me the guy that had. Not many offensive weapons, wasn't that great of a team, didn't have a great running back, and they still won it all. Like it's gonna be a really short list of yeah, maybe Tom Brady, but yeah, but there were times he didn't have a great defense, but the guy has to lead that team. Yes, you do have to have a good team around you, and then you have to lead that team.
3: I'm just saying like the next phase of it is well, he did win the one and that's great, but it's not sustainable quarterback play. He can't he can't continue. People will find the next uh, yeah. argument. And
0: if we wanted to have a conversation, I do not think Lamar Jackson's going to have a 15 to 20 year career. The way he plays, I don't think he's going to have that, but it doesn't mean that he wasn't great in his time. No,
2: and and that's okay. So that's a really interesting point. Honestly, all I'm really looking for is for people to begrudgingly just feel like, yeah, okay. he's. You want to hear he's, people he's, say you were right, Kevin. No, all no. Along. I <laughs> want to hear them say Lamar Jackson is odd even except pretty good. And I understand what you're saying about longevity. I will say the flip side, let's say they did win the Super Bowl. He will have been in the league six years. He's 27 with a Super Bowl and two MVPs. And like that,
0: probably a Super Bowl MVP.
2: Yes. Probably. That's a pretty damn impressive resume. That's honestly
0: all I'm looking for is for people to stop being like, oh, he's a great running back. Neat. It, if he wins it all, you will have such a high podium to stand on. Like the The people arguing will be arguing looking up to you. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so at that point, they're going to have to go, gosh, I'm going to have to back down. And almost Lamar's going to have to have three years where he doesn't get close to that again for them to start getting raised up to your level. But if he wins it all, just like Dirk it's going to be very tough. A white guy can't win it. A Euro can't win right. it type of deal. Right. Like that all went away. All the people who said that are like, crap, I can't use that anymore. I
2: think this is really interesting. Shows off his unique skill set. In the last 10 seasons, Lamar Jackson has had three playoff games with 150 plus passing yards and 100 plus rushing yards. No other quarterback has done it in the league. One time. No other? None. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through The Fan. Come. Up next, it's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Basik.
0: The Rangers lose another person off a free Aww. agency, and it looks like this pitcher might not be getting traded. Next.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Can't see Masterpiece back here on 105.3 <laughs> The Fan right
0: now. It's on for some Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bass. All right, Baseball Nuggets brought to you by Twin Peaks Eats. Drinks and Scenic Views. Now... Let's go to the pitching market as obviously people are talking to me at the Dallas card show is really fun. That place was... Josh Young. Street. I saw the Josh Young line. I did not... Uh, Sunday, I, I wasn't able to go yesterday. That was when Evan Carter and Cody Bradford were there. But just to give you an idea, I saw the Josh Young line. I forgot to go out in the hallway when there was the Marcus Simeon line. From what I understand, it was very similar.
2: It was very similar. There was at
0: least 200 people in that line, and I I might be undervaluing that. I'm Somewhere between, I'll say, 200 and 300 people were in the line. I, to I, I would say
2: at least 300. It was a happening. It was yeah. cool.
0: So a lot of Ranger fans came out to uh, Allen to get the autographs of the world champion Texas Rangers. Well, I've talked about this guy for a little bit, Corey, and I think I convinced you this is the guy. It's Dylan Cease of the Chicago White Sox. Unfortunately, as going into the offseason, if you follow baseball, you would see MLB Network, you would see all of the websites that are covering baseball, all the insiders say, Well, Dylan Cease didn't get traded at the deadline, but the Chicago White Sox are going to trade him in the offseason. He has two years left until he becomes a free agent, but it's sounding like the Chicago White Sox asking price is so much, this is from Mark Feinsand of MLB.com, that they're not backing off of we want everything from your organization. We pretty much want your AAA and AA team. So if you're willing to give us Round Rock and Frisco, we will trade you Dylan Cease. And so the Rangers have decided not to do that along with the 29 other teams that possibly have interest in Dylan Cease. So at this point, it doesn't look like he's going to get traded. That being said, Danny Ainge pulls this in the NBA and is able to get what he wants in the end. So. Will a team, a week into spring training, let's just say it's February 20th, that's approximately a week into pitchers and catchers have already reported a few days into your whole team being there. Will a team give in? Will they see bullpens being thrown, getting ready for spring training games in a week and go, look, let's give up these four or five premium prospects. Let's give up three of our top 10 prospects and two of our top 20 prospects. Let's give them these five guys and let's go get Dylan Cease. I'm not saying the Rangers should do that. It just seems like the White Sox are banking on somebody's going to give in and give us everything we want. And do I know what that is from the Texas Rangers? I literally don't. I know the Rangers aren't trading Evan Carter. They're not trading Wyatt Lankford. Those guys are off the table. There's no way that is happening. So I'm just wondering, will it take from the Rangers, if they wanted Dylan Cease, will it take – Sebastian Walcott, who's their number three overall prospect, who's a 17-year-old shortstop, who they think could have the five-tool thing that you want. He has everything, but look, He could
3: replace Seager down the road.
0: He's three to four years away from possibly being a major leaguer. And then you add in Owen White, and you add in Jack Leiter. Right now, that's your third, fourth, and fifth best right. prospects. I don't think that would even be it. Like, I I think that the White Sox would say, Holy moly. That doesn't do it for us. We need more. So now do you add in? Now, this would be another top 10 guy. Do you add in Justin, Justin Foskey? And say, We are literally giving you a prospect who's ready to be in your everyday lineup, two pitchers who haven't developed the way that we hoped, but we are giving you our two best pitching prospects, and we're giving you our best prospect that we're willing to maybe move. And I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if the Rangers are even willing to move Sebastian Walcott. They he might be off the table in all trade uh, offers for the most part. Right, now, obviously, especially
3: if, at that young of an age, right? With a uh, you know that kind now, of frame to build into,
0: yeah. And, and maybe um, why am I drawing a blank here? Um, Strider, like I'm sure for Spencer Strider, and the Atlanta Braves aren't offering him up. They'll they'll offer up Sebastian Walcott. I'm mean, like, yeah, you can have our 17 year old. We'll take your guy who has four years of control that strikes out four million people a year, like. We'll be okay with that one. But uh, anyways, it's looking like Dylan Cease is not going to get traded, at least in the month of January, and I don't even know if he gets traded. Maybe they look at it and say, look, we still have two years on him. We can – trade him in july if a team is desperate enough to give us what we want and then we now you usually pay more money for a guy that has two years of control rather than a year and a half rather than just one year left right so the could the white Sox and look you follow a little bit of the white socks kevin they're a pretty pathetic <laughs> i hate saying that word they're not a very good they're organization in the last five years or so great. in running a
3: premium organization it looked like they were set with talent for a while a two three of years, years ago
0: yeah. i thought with Eloy Luis Jimenez robert and, was and, Luis robert over, and yeah. you know um i'm forgetting the dude the the jan mancata you can go down the list and it just looked like they had the veteran guys with lance lynn they had the the young guys with dylan cease it just looked like they had everything in place to compete for a championship and, and
3: screwed it all up yeah on.
0: And their front office did, too. They they fired um, – I'm sorry I'm drawing a blank on their general manager who used to be there. But they, they're cleaning house, and maybe the guy who is now in charge is just like, I. if I'm going to make my first move, my first move has to be a grand slam. I don't even want it to be a home run. It has to be a grand slam. And that means four premium prospects for Dylan Cease. Now, moving on, this one hurt a little bit because I do think this is a very doable deal for the Rangers – Robert Stevenson, who we've been talking about, yep. he was the Tampa Bay relief pitcher. He signed over the weekend with the Angels. It might have been Friday, but he signed uh, a three-year, $33 million contract, which seems very, that seems in the range where the Rangers would would probably be competitive in, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. And Obviously, don't, he signed with the Angels.
2: It Doesn't it seem like the Rangers also have potentially an aversion to the multi-year
0: bullpen contract? Probably so. Uh, now, obviously, we talked about last week Hector Neris. He has not signed anywhere, so he is still available, and the Rangers seem like they were in on him. To your point, because he's 34, 35 years old, that's a one- or two-year deal. Sure. So maybe the Rangers are in like a one- or two-year deal. I didn't mention this last week. I guess I should have Kendall Graveman, who was traded from, I believe, the White Sox to the Astros. I was disappointed with that at the time. I was like, dang it he's under contract for one more year. And then from what I understand, the Rangers really didn't love that he was under contract for a year and a half. Uh, the That's Astros, odd to me. The Astros did. I remember watching the Astros game and listening to their general manager talk on their broadcast. And he was like, what we really like about Graveman is not only do we get him for this year's run, we also get him for next year too. Well, they don't get him for next year uh, because he is going to miss the 2024 season with shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. So... The Rangers, in a way, I'm not saying, yay, this, but in a way, uh, they didn't trade for Kendall Graveman because now you're gonna pay him, I think approximately seven million dollars. I haven't looked up his contract in a while, but he's not going to pitch
3: for the uh Astros. Does does Scherzer hold any trade value?
0: Not with his injury. Because okay. people don't know if he's ever gonna pitch again. Okay. All right. Like, I mean, the Rangers are optimistic. They're they're yes. rehabbing yeah. and, and everything like that. But if you're another team, you have to look at it and go, Now, wait a second. Now I know the Mets picked up a lot of the money. The Rangers are only paying, I don't can you remember, was it twelve to fifteen million approximately? I think that, I think that is correct. For this upcoming season. But at the same time, that's like Clayton Kershaw. I know he doesn't want to play for anywhere else except for the Dodgers. And I think if the Dodgers say no, that's still up in the air. Then I think he would come to the Rangers. But I think both teams are monitoring his uh shoulder issue and going can he pitch anymore? Because at this point, especially for the Rangers, I know giving him, let's say $10 million on a one-year contract. That's a lot of money right now for the Rangers. If he can't pitch anymore, because the Rangers are paying right now, obviously Jacob DeGrom, a lot of money and he's not pitching and they're hoping he pitches at some point next year. They're going to be paying Max Scherzer. That is quite a bit of money when you're up against that line to be paying 12 to 15 million and not sure if he can give you 10 to 15 starts this year. So, It's interesting right now when it comes to the market, there's still plenty of people available, but the Rangers do lose out on Robert Stevenson, and and I think we were kind of hoping that they're not in on If You didn't hear last week he did sign with the the Astros. Right
3: after our show. Yeah. Right as our show ended.
0: you didn't think they were going to – get him
3: no no I I don't think I mean and they're still struggling to try and figure out their Jordan Montgomery conversation so I'm Mm -hmm. not thinking they're going to spend that much anywhere.
0: now what's going to be interesting with Robert Stevenson is this I do think he's signing with a team this is my opinion I do think the Angels are going to lose close to 100 games so did they sign him to a deal to then trade him he helps you out if they are winning a game he'll probably be their closer with the Angels but the, that's a that's a contract that seems doable for the Rangers, and I'm just wondering. The Rangers did this for the last five years before this turnaround happened. Right. You would sign guys like this and then move them for prospects. You Eric Donye and yeah. Yeah, so I'm just wondering in this Robertson-Stevenson deal because I just don't see the Angels being any good at baseball for the next three years. And I know they have Ron Washington, and in a way I'm rooting for Ron Washington, but obviously not rooting for the Angels to turn it all around is I'm just wondering, Robert Stevenson, Edwin Diaz, even though I just saw an article that I can't get into, uh, maybe I'll get into it at some point later, but about the teams that could be the Texas Rangers of 2024, a team that kind of comes out of nowhere. The Mets were on that list. But if the Mets (laughs) don't come out of nowhere and you're in year two of a five-year, $100 million contract, we've seen the Mets eat a lot of contract with Verlander and with Scherzer to move guys. So if the Rangers are having an issue in their pen in June, and it's just like, dang, we don't have the depth. We'd like to do this and do that. Maybe Stevenson, maybe Edwin Diaz. There could be some premium relievers that we were thinking about that could be available through trade.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.